This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced through the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. A celebration of sweet potatoes enlivened the most recent newspaper food section a la carte. And my blog is capitalizing on that over the past few days with additional recipes for sweet potatoes that even as we're moving into spring, I think are still really, really timely. Sweet potatoes are indicative of comfort foods in my mind. I turn to them for something filling, but that's also wholesome and healthy with their vitamins, minerals, and fiber that are just not present in regular russet potatoes. So there's lots of impetus for using them in all kinds of ways. And the March 3rd food section offered several recipes along those lines, again with my blog, complementing the spread with a few more, including the sweet potato gnocchi. That was posted on Friday, March 5th, under the headline, Swap Sweet Potatoes for Standard in Buttery Gnocchi. I happen to love gnocchi. I tend to order it on restaurant menus when I see it because it is a little bit of a process to make it home. I have made it myself and in fact embarked on this sort of classic component of Italian cuisine even before I attempted handmade pasta. Gnocchi, of course, are more freeform. The dumplings can be slightly irregular. That's all part of their charm. But of course, the texture should be light. It shouldn't be dense. And a lot of cooks will tell you that the only way to accomplish that is by using russet potatoes because they are floury. And of course, you're substituting the potato here for some of the flour that would constitute a regular pasta recipe. But then there are other cooks that will tell you you can make gnocchi out of any potato, including sweet potatoes. And in fact, it can be done very successfully. The recipe that I posted to my blog is courtesy of Tribune News Service, and it's from Eat More Plants by Molly Krebs. I wanted to share in this podcast, however, a few more tips that I have offered over the years from local chefs who have hosted classes on making gnocchi. And these were posted to my blog and also incorporated into stories that I've written for the Mail Tribune food section, including one headlined Italian Comfort that was published on January 13th, 2016. So that's been more than five years or so ago now. It's very easily found on the Mail Tribune's website, however, simply by typing into your browser window, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash Italian hyphen comfort hyphen food. And this story will come right up with some additional tips that accompanied a feature article on a chef who loved to make gnocchi and wanted to share his tips with the public. He emphasized again, they can be made from sweet potatoes, even purple potatoes for a very different gnocchi. And remember, you can sauce gnocchi in any way you like with tomato, marinara, pesto, and certainly anything creamy 
or just toss them in melted butter and grate some cheese on top. If you want a little garlic, add some chopped fresh garlic and fresh herbs. It's really to your taste. This recipe that was posted in my blog for sweet potato gnocchi had a similar sort of brown butter flavor profile with some fried sage leaves and some spinach and some hazelnuts. It's really popular with sweet potato ravioli that I've tried on restaurant menus. But again, bearing in mind, you can make the dumplings and then you can put them in any kind of sauce you like. One of the critical components, however, is salt. A lot of people have heard, if you've ever spent any time cooking or read cookbooks, potatoes can take a lot of salt. And so that is indispensable to a delicious gnocchi recipe. You're going to want about a half teaspoon salt per pound of dough and generously salt the cooking water so they don't come out bland. In contrast to the salt, Flour is the ingredient that you want to try to minimize. And as you work more with gnocchi dough and you become more comfortable with it and just more dexterous, you can gradually cut back the amount of flour. The goal is to have a dumpling that's more potato than flour, but the flour makes it easier to handle, particularly for newcomers to this concept. But Chicago Tribune writer James P. Dewan, who I also quoted in this story, Italian Comfort Food, acknowledged that if you look at 10 gnocchi recipes, you'll find 10 different potato flour ratios. He offered a pretty straightforward flour ratio. And again, it's less of a recipe than it is a process. It wasn't even written out in the classic format with ingredients and then directions. I wanted to share that in this podcast to encourage you to try gnocchi for yourself. Again, I think it's very rewarding and it's a great introduction to pasta making. At least it was for me if you're not familiar with that process. And these tips can also be applied to the recipe posted to my blog for sweet potato gnocchi. Again, that was posted March 5th under the headline, Swap Sweet Potatoes for Standard and Buttery Gnocchi. So whether you're working with sweet potatoes or standard potatoes, russet potatoes, even Yukon gold potatoes. What both of these recipes have in common is baking the potatoes. The general rule of thumb, the general view that's held by chefs is that you wanna minimize water in your potatoes by whatever means that's possible. And so baking rather than boiling is the preferred method for handling the potatoes in a lot of gnocchi recipes. These tips from Chicago Tribune writer James P. DeWan, again, call for baking two pounds of potatoes. He's calling for russets here. Again, this could be sweet potatoes in a 400 degree oven until they can be easily pierced with a skewer or knife for 40 to 60 minutes. The same method was proposed in the sweet potato gnocchi recipe. She didn't specify the pounds of potatoes, but rather two medium sweet potatoes also baked at 400 degrees. When the potatoes are done, again, they should be easily pierced with a skewer or knife. Let them cool slightly, then peel them and pass them through a ricer or a food mill onto a floured surface. The ricing 
or milling aspect of handling the potatoes is also a very, very common recommendation that a lot of chefs will say is really essential for the success of this recipe. So if you don't have a ricer or a food mill, that could be sort of prohibitive. What you do not want to do is put them in a food processor or a mixer to break them up. If you even had to mash them by hand with a fork, that would be preferable to putting them into one of those appliances, which tends to make potatoes gluey. Most people agree. So if you are serious about making gnocchi, seriously consider getting a ricer or a food mill before attempting this. Food mills are very easily accessible. I think they can be purchased for close to $20 in a lot of kitchen supply stores or online. Handling the potatoes as little as possible and keeping them fluffy is really the goal here. Those two pounds of potatoes baked until tender pass through the rice or food mill onto a floured surface will need some additional ingredients. And it's preferable that they're still warm. This is a dough that you want to make immediately. It doesn't really come together if you pre-bake the potatoes and let them cool quite as easily. So try to do this all as one step. To those warm riced potatoes, add one and a half cups flour and a teaspoon salt, along with two beaten egg yolks or one beaten egg. And again, gently, we're trying not to really manhandle this a lot. Cut the ingredients together with a bench scraper or even a butter knife or mix it by hand until the dough just comes together. Again, we're not using a mixer for this or an appliance. This is a very, very gentle process. Knead the dough briefly keeping it dusted and flour to prevent it from sticking. Again, this is a brief step in the process. It's not vigorous kneading like you would for bread dough to get the gluten to develop. It, you just want it to come together. And as James P. DeWan says, the finished dough should be as soft and smooth as the freshly powdered rump of a newborn baby. <laughs> Heard that one before, I think. To test if the gnocchi will hold together while cooking, form one piece, just pinch it off, kind of press it together, drop it into boiling water. If it breaks up, he says, mix a little bit more flour into the dough. Once you're convinced that the texture is the way it should be, it is going to hold together, cut the dough into four pieces and cover three of those with a kitchen towel while you work with the first piece. Sort of flatten the dough out into a generally oblong shape. Place both your palms on the dough and moving your hands forward and back while at the same time moving them away from each other, roll the dough into a long rope about the thickness of your thumb. It's a little strange to describe this motion, but if you've ever worked with Play-Doh or clay, you know what that rolling sensation of dough feels like along a flat surface. This is really something that's a lot easier to just do than describe. The outcome is that you want a long sort of rope of dough, again, about the thickness of your thumb and as even as possible. But as we acknowledged, gnocchi doesn't have to be perfect. They can be slightly misshapen and still absolutely delicious. Cut the dough into pieces 
about three quarter inch long and place them on a floured sheet pan while you roll those remaining three portions of dough into long ropes, repeating the process of cutting them into three quarter inch pieces. Now we come to the fun part, or at least I think this is kind of the fun part and I've done it with my kids. You're gonna give the gnocchi their characteristic ridges by rolling them down the tines of a fork that you've lightly dusted with flour. There are also special gnocchi boards for making this particular pasta dumpling that can be ordered online, or maybe you could find them in a gourmet shop. But really, fork tines are kind of the fallback, I think, in most recipes, absent that specialized piece of equipment that you may not want to invest in. If you don't plan on making gnocchi on a regular basis, the food mill, however, I can say is a great investment because there are lots of uses for it besides just rising potatoes, including making purees of all kinds. So to give the gnocchi those ridges, which helps the sauce cling to them, there is a purpose behind them, not just purely cosmetic. Roll each down the tines of a floured fork. Stand the tines up on your countertop surface, holding the handle of the fork, obviously, and then take your other hand to roll each dumpling just sort of down the length of those tines. It sounds strange, but once you do it, you get the hang of it, you go, oh, that's how that works. You wanna bring lots of salted water to boil. And I can't emphasize enough that this be an adequate quantity of water, more than you think you're gonna need in a large stock pot. Because if you don't have enough rapidly boiling water when you're cooking pasta, particularly fresh pasta, it will stick together. So you should have a large quantity of water, a gallon or so, well salted. You should be able to taste that it's salty when you dip your finger in the water, bring it to a rapid boil, and add your gnocchi. Of course, you can do this in batches as well, but they're really best, of course, just freshly boiled, and then you add them to a pan with whatever sauce you're using. The cooking time may vary. The standard, of course, as with most pasta dumplings, including ravioli, is when they float to the top, they're done. Remove them to a colander with a slotted spoon and toss with the sauce of your choice. Again, marinara, pasta is really lovely, or just melted butter, finished with some grated cheese, maybe some fresh herbs. And that is the process for making your own gnocchi. You can find those tips in my story headlined Italian Comfort Food from January 13th, 2016 on the Mail Tribune's website at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash Italian hyphen comfort hyphen food and apply those tips to the sweet potato gnocchi recipe on my latest blog from March 5th under the headline swap sweet potatoes for standard and buttery gnocchi. You could even make the plain potato gnocchi if that's what you prefer and then toss them in this browned butter suggested in my blog with the sage leaves and the toasted hazelnuts and really highlight that flavor profile that I think so many people really love. Find more sweet potato recipes in the Mail Tribune's recent food section from March 3rd under the headline sweet spuds sweet <laughs> and more sweet potatoes this week on my blog at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle, forward slash the, hyphen whole, hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.